0: doing the uh, fourth movement of Beethoven's ninth she's one of my favorite uh, early electronic organists and she was featured in a clockwork orange so that's where you might have heard that Beethoven's ninth fourth movement wow, I feel like NPR. Mike suggested we stretch the limits with what we can fucking get away with on this podcast. Yeah, why not? Because it's not like monetized. Um, now why this, not? Well, yeah, 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 we're just yeah, having fun with we're, it. We're having fun. And so I was like, yeah, let's just start with something really cool. And I, I said classic. I love a Clockwork Orange. I, I know it's overproduced and very schmaltzy in places, but... And and it's far from Kubrick's best, uh, but the lead is fantastic, and everything is fan fucking fantastic. I, I I just I know it's over the top. I know it's goofy. I know it's crazy. But if you've read the book, you realize that like I think it was Burgess who wrote it. Um, you realize that's probably the most accurate depiction you're going to get of that fucking book. <laughs> it's 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 a really interesting yeah. statement on the mechanization of man. But uh, yeah, today it's just Mike and I sitting here. And yeah. we're having a podcast that I've tentatively called um, a sequel to one of our most memorable podcasts, The Poor Cast. Oh, Jamie, bring up those apes. Yeah, bring up those apes, Jamie.
1: We have a, we have a couple of apes on our screen for some reason. Isn't that it's like a screensaver.
0: Screensaver of apes. Um, but yeah, we're, we're going to talk about The Poor Cast a little bit more because a lot of people over the years reference The Poor cast like a shitload yeah a lot of people talk to us about it and i think it's i know
1: that group of people a shitload there's a shitload of them out there i know and it's it's like you
0: pointed out mike you said that it's because regardless of who you are in america you felt the squeeze of hard fucking times like 99 of us have
1: dude it's like the compactor in star wars it didn't stop crushing man yeah so we just kept crushing it was like are they dead do another 15 <laughs> they've had one compaction yes (laughs) you think the guy on the garbage level you think the guy on the
0: garbage level is sitting down there and he's just sitting there with that fucking button and they're what like the
1: fuck were they throwing away no well right. I mean, <laughs> like there was like screen doors well, and like how, fucking l- like
0: curtain why do, rods. Why, okay you know what i'm just gonna preface <laughs> this why do i feel that thorax is just perked up because he's like i feel an animation okay look here's here's how it's gonna be you raise a good point about the compaction bit okay? yeah, yeah so they're that's, how, a, the, that's well, how being but, poor is like well, right it is because it's oppressive but i also point out uh, a bit of question in star wars okay Name the things that you can remember that were in that pit Okay, long piece of metal. Long piece of metal, like a that, giant transaction The tube that didn't work. The
1: tube that didn't work. Right? Yeah, because they used that to try to stop right, it. but it's like a drive shaft uh, or something. I think there was like a tire that they just kind of ripped off the edges, so it just looks like a flat piece of rubber. I don't know what, it looked like, like a tire various, tread or something. Various
0: gears, pieces of catwalk,
1: flotsam and jetsam, tubes cables what, okay lots and lots of water water with an alien in it which so, i'm like okay what are you throwing away well, here's my question
0: like they had to shoot a hole in a vent to get down there so how the <laughs> fuck how yeah. in the fuck did the is that like just a hoarder's closet is that just somebody's like nasty closet oh,
1: somebody made somebody has a full diagram of the entire death star that has somebody, the answer somebody is going to write in and be like text. I am
0: from the 501st Legion,
1: oh God, I wish
0: Cincinnati chapter, and I <laughs> yeah, want you no. to know, I want you to know that our, 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 wise sages have assembled. I'm, I'm not trying to shit on those guys. The 501st Legion, like every single dude and gal of them yeah. that I've honestly like fucking met, has been stellar. They've been excellent ambassadors. They've been fantastic people, and they've like literally gone around yeah. and just been like. Hey, oh, this this uh kid has a make a wish and they want to be in Star Wars something. They fucking show up. I mean, they just fucking show up. I mean, so much they're fans that are so hardcore that I think Disney and everyone else just employs them to play stormtroopers now because they're like, yeah, these guys are with the manual.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're they're really well, good at it's it. It's like, do you do you really want, uh, do you want just fucking actor make anybody get into like a Mickey Mouse suit or you want the guy who can do the voice and the action so you well want or the, the guy, who whoever. to be a
0: stormtrooper so much, he fabricated his own suit of stormtrooper.
1: Yeah, yeah, kid. and he do has you, like the full yeah. voice modulator and everything. Do you want,
0: do you want like the lady uh, who is just an actress playing a stormtrooper or, or do you or do or do you want like the stormtrooper that is the lady played by somebody who's literally cosplayed as a stormtrooper? They for walk 20 around fucking with it. years. Yeah. Like people who practice in the armor on how to walk like a stormtrooper, like they've analyzed how they walked in the movies and said, this is the correct method to walk. Yeah. to get the right sound as you walk. Like they have done everything they can to make it real and I'm like Jesus fuck that's
1: amazing. And are, do, Let me ask you this. Are the stormtroopers a representation of the oppression of poor people? Is that why we're bringing this up? No. I just wanted to point out
0: that <laughs> I think the 501st Legion is like really fucking cool. They are yes. They're like really fucking cool.
1: Stormtroopers I mean, in case you're wondering. That, yeah, like no. 501st Legion of like Kazakhstan no, yeah. or whatever. No
0: no they're, they're a cool fucking group and like as far as like communities go it's like Fuck, that's neat. Yeah. Um, I, I'm an outsider to that like I, I don't know anyone who's in it currently but they've everyone I've ever talked with who's been from it has just been
1: like you were in World War II reenactment so you I, you give mad yeah. respect to people who can pull it off well yeah because the attention to detail like
0: yeah. I, I hated World War II reenactors that showed up with just a handful of things that they bought after saving like
1: yeah they um, just show up with a Thompson well no no we had a
0: guy who showed up as 101st airborne dude and they're like hey you know I'm sitting here and yeah, easy company i'm like yeah you and every other six jackass we are the third armored division we are a land armored division we are not paratroopers this is not karen yeah this is what are you doing this is the battle of the, it and they're like oh god it, easy it, company's got way too many people right, imagine okay for anyone yeah, exactly imagine <laughs> imagine if you would if you guys don't get it if you guys are not historians and don't get it if you are role players and you played Three 30 oh or three five. And you remember after the Drizzet books came out, how there was a drow a good drow in every party. Yeah, that's the equivalent of Easy Company in World War II reenactments. They're like, I'm from Easy Company about a person and first and I'm like, uh huh. Are you Captain Winners this time? Because I've met thirty <laughs> of them. They're all very weird. Yes. imagine imagine going to a place and seeing 30 people reenacting their best person. yeah it's called
1: it's called this character called Deadpool yeah it's where it's everybody so seems insane. to just show up in red spandex and boots it's on so and now weird. they're just
0: annoying that's well yeah there's that thing that people just latch on to for a while it was squid game Remember I, I said this to like, the doctor the who squid people game shit everywhere yeah. I saw people who weren't gun people I saw people who I know hate guns posing with mp5s as squid yeah. game people and I'm like what the fuck and then I watched squid game and i was like actually it was pretty decent but not not enough to with it. have you watched the whole thing yeah i have not seen it it's good that's good it's good it's really good i liked it um i i didn't think i would but now that's a good example of four people no <laughs> that's in a problem
1: yeah, Woof, no, yes. yeah no i was like yeah no, i know well, the plot i just well, haven't seen no, it no
0: that that brings it back is like back to the original idea um because mike and i are always trying to be funny and laugh and see the the best parts of so
1: we came up with this idea it's called not the squid game because that would be weird no 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 i'm kidding but <laughs> no, <laughs> but no squid entertain game. us the thing the idea of the, wow. idea of the idea of
0: the idea of squid game is something that i think we all relate to and that's why i think it swept everyone's consciousness and why the par- poor cast to a much lesser degree uh really impacted a lot of people's consciousness as well and I, I think it's because everyone's been that kind of fucking desperate where if someone came along and was like, for X amount of money, for a chance at X amount of money, would you submit yourself to some crazy things? And if you were desperate enough or things had become dire enough or you had seen things get grim enough, yeah, sure. I think we'd all roll those dice. I've lived in my fucking car. So, yeah, I I, I have rolled those dice of survival. Yeah like I've had to organ trail that shit for this river you know what I mean like I will ford the river I uh, I am dumb but the thing is, is while last time around on the podcast, we talked about just the poor people approach to everything. Like yeah. to say, just taking stupid risk and stuff. I've, I've had people I've known who've grown up middle class. I knocked or, the tooth
1: out of my mouth. I'll be all right. It's exactly. like, ah, okay. Yeah. Well, it's, it's just, re- man, you might be strong enough to defend yourself against anything, but I'll tell you right now, internal medicine is not <laughs> one yeah. of them. Well, that's, that's one of
0: the things where um, I've, I've met people who are, who have had middle access to middle-class medicine their whole life, their whole life uninterrupted access to middle-class medicine, regular doctor checkups and all of that other stuff their whole fucking life. And they will go, yeah, I don't understand why people don't go to the doctor. Yeah. And, and at, I go, what? what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I, I wanted to tell them like, so this is, this is what I wanted to say. Like, cause I've had people tell me that like, I don't understand why someone wouldn't just go to the doctor. I'm like, all right. How do I tell this person that there is another side to human life? There's a really a little bit. There, there's a really dark side to being disenfranchised, and uh, I can explain it in a way that's so fucking funny that it, it, it is painful, but it's funny. Yeah, and, yeah. and Mike knows. Well, where share, I'm going yeah, no, this. share it with I, us. I had a psychiatrist where I was bawling my eyes out, like just coming to terms with some personal horror and deep set trauma. And the person looked at their fucking watch and said, well, for another $80, you can stay another 30 minutes. And I said <laughs> I just started laughing. I was in deep set trauma. And it was like I started doing the Joker laugh. Like I was just like the slow, like pathetic, horrible, distraught laugh. Have laughter. you seen
1: that movie Joker? I did. Yeah. And I was
0: like, I did that laugh. Yeah, I was just like got, Yeah, you're I like, I, I get like, that
1: guy now. I, I, yeah. I was like
0: I was like, Well, thank you. Time for me to get out of here. And ever since that point I've been a great deal more cynical. Yeah. <laughs> but but it's, I have to laugh at this stuff because of how fucking dark it is. I mean, I had a series of psychiatrists. I had one try to sell me fucking essential oils. They were like, you know, the the I know the Welbutrin and the Adivan and many uh, eight other fucking things we put you on haven't worked. But, well, uh, if, if you'll come by, I'll show you some other medicine. And I said, lady, I've been on everything but fucking roller skates. I will take any shot or crazy. You tell me to go on a fucking vision quest? I've been on three fucking vision quests. I've yeah. been on three of them. I've been looking for all
1: sorts of shit and all the horrible, you crazy need a, You way. need a shaman is why. Yeah. You,
0: you've been going yeah. on a vision quest by yourself. You need You no, need no. a shaman. I, I had a shaman. He said, Jesus Christ. It was an interesting but way. He's
1: there. not even, no. You got a Christian shaman? Why? No, it was not a Christian Oh, he no, just, but, he was like, oh, that's that fucked up. <laughs> no, no, he was. <laughs> I must call upon a deity of another. No, he's Navajo. Oh, uh, the, okay. The, the
0: guy, the guy I went on a quest with the last time was Navajo. You
1: need, and, a, you need to go to South America, man.
0: I'm not touching ayahuasca. Yeah, no, don't do no that. No, thank you. Don't do no, that. The, the guy. Yeah, you don't want Navajo to melt your mind. Out. Was he was like, yeah, you're pretty troubled, and I was like, fuck, man, like I don't need a reiteration from every fucking angle. I know it. So
1: I'm uh, saying, yeah, ayahuasca yeah. would be like drinking a Kubrick film. Like that's that is the experience <laughs> people uh people are like oh no what about uh what's his name the guy did uh fucking eraser head you know well here's the and way they're like no 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 well that guy knows that guy is more sane than the wait, rest of us here's here's a mr texas approach to
0: drugs don't do them unless you really have good cause to and don't do them unsupervised and i prefer you not ever ever do them based on my story or suggestion as a disclaimer yeah don't don't just don't that being said, if you're you know, with a professional, you know, go know, with them. Yeah. Please follow a professionals' advice. I'm not a professional. But I will say this. You know there's that meme of like, hey man, you ever watch you ever watch cartoons? You ever cut cartoons on weed? If you look at ayahuasca, it's like, hey man, you ever watch cartoons? You ever watch cartoons while enjoying the collapsing singularity of your ego in 28 other fantastical universes at once as you suffer crippling diarrhea at the same time and loss of motor control?
1: Sounds like you're just going to do the death th- throes of your ego. Imagine
0: imagine <laughs> aging 50 years in eight minutes. That's what I've heard it described Imagine
1: as. a scream that only to us sounds like three seconds, like, ah! is about five years in your mind you your mouth will make setting noises like from the, the yeah
0: telescope. the search yeah the telescope just, uh, you, you will sound like they're
1: yeah, you, you no, like, like what are you doing you're like i'm the scat now
0: yeah, you you will just lose your fucking. Mind. Yeah, and so yeah, I, I've I've done everything I can for my mental health to the exhaustion of all of my fucking money. Jellyfish I, oil, man. Uh, jellyfish <laughs> oil, man. Yeah, <laughs> no, just why not? No, no. But no, I've I've done everything for my mental health. I've gone to acupuncture. I've done chiropractic. I've done yoga. I've done hot yoga. You fought I've Goku done, like I, everything I, you could I, think. I of. did everything. I did everything trust me everything lots and lots of fucking money and eventually all the psychiatrists are like it's treatment resistant and i'm like
1: no fucking bullshit that's like me you have a genetic marker that makes you resistant to stuff it makes me unpleasant right so here's, here's, here's the thing is imagine
0: imagine if i had a piece of metal right yeah and and i and i shot a bullet at it Yes, was like As was you've like, done before. Yeah. And I, I shoot like a 22 at it and it just splashes and spalls on it and does nothing. And then I go, man. So I move up to like a 9 mil and it just splashes and spalls on it and does nothing. I'm like, man. And I get like a 44 Magnum and it leaves like a pot mark, but it splashes and spalls and largely does nothing. And I go, man. I get a 50 cal. And, and I. And I shoot at it, and it splashes and spalls, makes maybe a scorch or another zing, but does nothing. It it simply shakes the foundation. And then (laughs) if if I do all that, and I I could go, I presume this to be bulletproof. No fucking shit. I've been (laughs) so. Here is the thing: that is me establishing bulletproof and relative resistance through four different scales of calibers. Psychiatrists have been in my brain for about eh, fifteen years. And they have been shooting at it every day with everything they can find. And then only recently have been like, it seems treatment resistant. I'm like, please quit shooting guns. (laughs) All you're doing is making noise. Yes. And I'm having to pay for all of the ammunition. Yes. So the mental health and madness of being like destitute is that like mental health care in this country is fucking hilarious um i've i've had all sorts of things
1: it's not uh, like it, funny haha ha, but it, it, joker it, no, hilarious no, no it's it's funny haha ha, <laughs> like
0: shooting now. that guy in the face i mean like- <laughs> <laughs> i had i had my teeth pulled by like this barely licensed dental student aren't they yeah yeah i had my teeth pulled by a barely <laughs> licensed dental student like it was a horrible extraction he broke my fucking jaw and the pain meds wore off and and I've had my health like so badly mismanaged by a series of doctors that my voice box got eaten away and I sound like this. And on mental health, as, as we established, it's been like fucking tragically, hilariously funny where people are like, I really want to help you, but I need just a little bit more money up front.
1: I just had something like that happen. Remember when I was like- DLC. Yeah. DLC, DLC psychiatry. No, no, no. It wasn't even just that. I went to, you know, you're right. It was. So I went to go, like we moved and they were like, oh, you're outside the coverage area for our facility. So you have to go to this other facility. I'm like, oh, okay. That's not a problem. I go in there and I have to be interviewed again for all of my maladies that I already have on paper documented through both psychology and psychiatry. And they're like i oh, would just need to do another entry interview why what yeah. else do you need to know what, yeah. i had to sp- i had to go this lady would not un- i first of all i don't know if you're into psychile psych anything but please don't ask them on day 1 to dig out their most like like deepest darkest give me shit. Your, give me your worst shit play she, your she best like, card she was like
0: gotta know when to hold them
1: she's like know so when we, to fold them <laughs> wait no when it when i was we talking about the suicide and she yeah. was just like yeah. well, well what were those thoughts like i'm like lady i'm trying to forget that shit that was like almost like 15 years yeah, ago you're,
0: you're like you can't start there you, you have to start by like getting to know somebody yeah like, if i'm a stockbroker if i'm a stockbroker yeah right, and my job is to provide you a service, advise you on stocks to buy. I'm going to be like, what kind of house do you have? Because the house you bought is probably going to let me know what kind of risk you like. Is is it a seaside home that, yeah. is, that is a high risk? Like it, it's beautiful, but storms could damage it? Or is it is it a cheap rural home? Are you looking for more long-term investments like land or maybe farm futures. I'm trying to look at more about the person. And I'm going to ask them questions. Where do you see yourself in 20 years, 30 years? What kind of capital are you trying to generate and safeguard? Is this for your children? Is this for their education? Is this a 20, 30, 40, 50 year threshold? I'm going to ask all those questions. If the first question out of my mouth is like, well, how much money do you have in cash right now? Look right now, tell me. I don't think you're gonna be doing business with me.
1: Yeah, I. This lady was well during that interview. She kept bringing up my insurance. Yeah, all the time. Yep. The other place never talked about my insurance until it was time to pay for things. Oh, and let me tell you about fucking insurance. Yeah. I had I had what is widely considered to be one of the
0: top five health insurance plans in the United States by every fucking measure
1: you had to fight tooth and nail and to get I, I, it i can't I, even get it
0: i had to fight tooth and nail to get it and i got it and i managed to get this amazing health program and let me tell you about that bullshit you know those fucking super high dollar health programs where you pay like super fucking high dollar premiums for everything and believe me i had to pay high dollar premiums because i'm honest i'm a former smoker yeah i admit that And so, I went in and admitted yes and all that, got screened, submitted to every health screening, everything, shared everything, pre-existing conditions. Every time I went to the doctor, every time I went to get anything done and any time I needed mental health, they reimbursed me jack and shit and jack left town. I paid a fortune. And healthcare costs for insurance that never
1: materialized, never paid out, and never will. They spent. They tell you what your benefits are, and then they're like, "Oh well, well, it, you didn't reach this this magical yeah, well, button number." Well,
0: you have to play shoots and ladders. So, you for people out there who don't who, who don't understand American health insurance, if you have health insurance, whether you bought it or it's provided by your job or whatever, if you have health insurance and you're not in the military, here's how it works. You have a threshold that you have to pay out of fucking pocket, even though you have health insurance. So you go to the doctor and your leg is blown the fuck off because you like we're driving around with a lawnmower and you hit a car battery and it exploded and the lawnmower blade, just like sawed your leg off. Well, guess what? You're covered because you were admitted to the hospital on emergency grounds. However, if it was not life-threatening, And you have to get an ambulance. And it's determined to not be life-threatening. E.g., they're just going to stitch you up and let you go. Uh Uh-oh, now you're on the hook. And those conditions can vary. I went in once because I had broken two fingers very badly with really good health insurance. And um, they said, yeah, this is non-emergent. I was like, I can barely move my fingers. They are shooting stabbing pain. I think they are shattered. They were like, yeah, they look bad. We'll just splint them, what have you. I get home. And within four days, I have a claim for my health insurance. And they go, well, you know, because this was non-emergent and you went in, you're responsible for the first $6,000 yeah. until you hit that threshold, which means... If I need to go to the hospital, I need to get super fucked up so they handle everything first, so I automatically hit that threshold.
1: Well, and also think about the thresholds. A lot of them are around, like, $5,000, $6,000, right? Like, think about it. You go to the doctor, and they tell you you have a $6,000 bill, but, hey, if you got insurance... The insurance people covered it because that's a deductible, right? You reach right, six, right. you reach six thousand dollars, they got you. Yeah. But if you don't quite reach three thousand, six thousand, you could say it's like forty five hundred. That'll cripple most people, like let alone anybody who oh, doesn't well, even yeah. have insurance. I mean, the
0: average American, like, I I wanted people to think about this because it people think I'm not poor and I'm gonna go. Yes, you might be, and I want you to consider this. The Simpsons is from the early eighties. The Simpsons. Is now a bygone relic of the American dream because it represented at then a very average man and his family in America. Homer Simpson was a poorly educated union job American who had a job sufficient to own a home and a car with it and, and a home with a two, two car, cars, or two cars, yeah, and support a wife who did not work and children and activities and hobbies. And could afford to travel and vacation. Yes. And could afford to live. That is a bygone era. Yeah. And so when you realize things like that, people go, I'm not poor. And I go, that used to be the common, okay, marginal man that was seen as the marginal American. I will tell you this much. If I was offered a union job right out of high school that allowed me to afford a house and all of these other things, I think if that was offered to any of us out there we would have taken that gleefully and you would see accordingly a a lot less upset people yeah. I would think if that were possible yeah but it is not not for everyone it's it's a very limited thing that era has
1: it was a limited resource then. Right. Oh, and yeah. we didn't at the time realize it was a limited resource. We just kept expanding it was, out. Well, it was a golden era. And and that's that's the thing. Is yeah. when, you, when you look at
0: a golden era of uh, prosperity where there is such a widespread middle class and widespread growth, this happens throughout history.
1: Yeah. And And it wasn't even... And that's the other thing. The 80s wasn't like a a peachy time for most people anyway. It was just... Oh, no. Every era has its huge
0: fucking imperfections in every which way. I mean, you've got the air triggers standoff with the Soviet Union.
2: You've got... Yeah,
1: it wasn't an easy time. And and the 90s just became like... I mean, look at their fucking cars. Ugh. Yeah. The 90s just became like way cheaper over time. Just cheaper and cheaper. And then the early 2000s, it was just like... The end
0: of the Cold War brought, again... Like any mass industrial buildup with security concerns, once those things evaporate, you will find a relative respite and peace where economies can then focus in other areas. Um, And that can be really good if, if all goes well. And again, this is many, 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 many factors. But I think that anyone who lived through the Great Recession, who graduated college or entered the workforce from 2004 to like 2012 especially knows how their life has been set back. I mean, my own health has been diminished severely by how hard I've had to work just to catch up. And this is a fair and honest statement. I've sat down with my accountant and the hardships of the last 10 to 15 years of my life will probably take 30 years to catch up on, which if I'm likely is probably near the end of my lifespan. So it's like, Jesus, fuck, you you can't underestimate that and you can't sit there and go... And say the struggle's light or everyone struggles. It is a substantial struggle. It also depends on your perspective on how to struggle with it. Well, because, of course. And and I see it as, yeah. as I see it as not something like that I can't not deal with because I look around and
1: I see many other people have struggled just as I have. And they're I'm sitting with right it. here, yeah. Right. And like so, I, exactly. None of my Okay. I, I've said this before, but in the perspective of someone who doesn't have insurance when you go into these places because i've had no insurance for fucking most of my life uh you go into these places and you'll be like oh i'll have something wrong with my ear i need to get ear checked out and they'll be like oh well it's uh, you don't have insurance i just say i'll pay it out of pocket uh, so, so i said so and they're like yeah is, is you're like you are persistent you're like i'll pay out of pocket and i'll meet a payment plan
0: and whatever but you're gonna handle this
1: yeah yeah that's like basically how i handled it yeah and then they treat me or whatever, and they would be like, uh, like with the appendix removal, it was like 20 grand. Like, oh, well, we cut it down to 10. And I, and she's like, maybe you can get some VA help. I wasn't, I was only in the army for a year. VA help is not something that I can take. I I can go there for very tiny things. But I did not meet the full service requirement. I mean, that's that's a medical discharge. I mean, it's it's, it's
0: one of those things where, again... It wasn't a
1: condition I had when I was in the Army. So, it was nothing they can control. Yeah. And and that's... There's also a recruiter who can't tell the difference between allergies and asthma.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) Well,
1: that was an era of of recruiters. Yes. That's another thing is...
0: He's I, like, Oh, he's just sneezing a lot.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's that's fucking that's fucking crazy like, because that I almost, almost died killed twice.
0: you. <laughs> that almost literally killed you, and you had a recruiter that was like,
1: "Ah, he's sneezing a lot." <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. And uh, but then I, you know, I go. So this is what I did. They were like, "Well, it's going to cost twenty thousand dollars. We're going to cut it in half to ten. And I was like, "Oh man, thank you so much. I I will set up the payment plan." What are they going to do when I die? Who's going to pick the tab up?
2: <laughs> that's fair
1: you're making I mean, imaginary numbers up on how shit costs i'm gonna make up my imaginary number of how much i'm gonna give you which is nothing zero
0: i mean that's that is that is the <laughs> that is the mike stance on healthcare, ladies and gentlemen
1: it's th- it's a I've, better look I've if you need to get treated for something and it's fucking serious go get the, treated go no, if you can even if you're like oh i can't afford it don't care no no if they're i will like, go garnish your wages they can't fucking catch you what <laughs> so (laughs) be slippery as fuck don't let them no no if they're if they're gonna say like hey we need a payment plan yeah go like oh man all i can give is 20 bucks they'll take it they'll take you 20 dollars for the rest of your life and you can just say like oh have you found a better job yet And be like nope you could be a millionaire you lie to these fucking people forever I, they don't care. They're getting their $20 a month I, for the rest of my life. <laughs> I,
0: I just think it's crazy because I'm not trying to dismiss your point. What what I'm saying is, it's like, think about how bizarre we must appear as characters to countries with actual health care. They're
1: um, like, oh, yeah, your arm was broken. You got, went in and we, got it patched up. And we're like, well, we had to go fill out a form. <laughs> we, 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 we had to call our
0: our guy and like i had to download an app and then i had to like take pictures of my arm and then i had to prove the shape of my arm before with an app for that called arm arm compare something yeah yeah, and then they they judge that it was a deviation greater than the allowed 15 degrees (laughs) which they classify as a (laughs) sprain
1: wow no you what you could do it's uh, like uh, well who made that classification and they'll be like all right your uh, coverage will be covered deep blue yeah no that's that's the thing it's like what was the name of the, the computer p- that loses it go they were like that can judge people well i was like okay what uh, ibm smart can i have the name of the doctor that is currently working there and seen this evidence and verified it <laughs> and they'll be like oh, oh yeah they'll get back to you in like a week when they can make some shit up because that's what they do insurance I, people are slimy as shit sometimes I, not I the had, people who sell people who sell insurance are some no, of the nicest ever, fucking people I've yeah, ever they met have
0: to be it's just I'm just talking about at the point where it's like please pay the for executives the service. are the fucking please, yeah play please, please pay dollars for the service I have contributed to for years
1: blindly obediently out of fear of not having it you know it's you know what it is insurance it's it's the people who used to do snake oil, except they can't sell fucking snake oil, so they sell you something just like it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it's it's not wrong. I mean, I had a doctor who I went and got a checkup, and he was like, "God, your voice sounds, you know, really rough." You know, he's like, "Oh, you have all this it, it Barrett's esophagus." You should da, have said, da,
1: da, "Fuck da. you!" And, and no, <laughs> no, and
0: you know what I said? He, he goes, he's like, why haven't you done regular follow-ups?" And I said, "You know what's yeah. really amazing, doctor, is." that in the six years of attempted medical medicine and all the money I had in the world several times over and borrowed money at that on multiple occasions to go to the doctor to treat something that was painfully, uh, literally killing me. Um, In all of the years of that, I would say the total amount of medical consultation, the total amount of time that I warranted to doctors altogether was maybe nine minutes. And so I'm going... That's the level of care doctor. That's what happens. And, I, and he goes, well, you know, that may be so, but what you need to. And as soon as he got out and I said, we've only spoken for 180 seconds and you're already leaving. And he goes, well, I'll
1: schedule you back. And I'm like, okay. But I just proved my point. They didn't even hear you. No. They're like, the second that they got up to go to the door, they're already thinking about their next location and everything you say, might as well be like, wah, 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 (laughs) wah. Exactly.
0: And then I have doctors who go, I don't understand why people think dimly of the medical
1: profession. I'm like... Well, no, no, no. First of all, sir, you are a liar. Yeah. First of all, <laughs> you fucking know why. <laughs> you are you bitch about it all day. Yeah.
0: First of all, you know why you bitch about it. Second of all, drive home in your fucking BMW about it.
1: <laughs> and he goes, <laughs> BMW
0: activated. <laughs> Sulk mode detected. Saxophone engaged.
1: ABS did- disabled.
0: <laughs> yeah, I just I. It's one of those things where it's like, yeah, shit shitty, but I I love reading through articles on occasion uh, that, like, especially now.
1: The top 15 things you can do to stay afloat in this damaged economy. (laughs) The top 15 things you can do to
0: overcome the cyberpunk dystopia we now inhabit. One. Give Bezos dollar to Bezos.
1: Don't forget to click my Amazon partner
0: link. Click Amazon partner link for Amazon coin.
1: Well, it's not so bad because it's just products I really believe in, you know. Buy FedEx brand cocaine oh god fucking hell no they wouldn't deliver it
2: yeah <laughs> no, it wouldn't <laughs> it would get, would it
1: would get it air quotes over the, lost and just find it couple, couple the, crashed
0: cars you would find it all over the yard or there would be one plane that does like 800 loop-de-loops and then flies into the sun <laughs> but <laughs> recalculating <and> recalculating just, <laughs> your package is in moon but as as far as it goes like i i do see ourselves in this weird borderline transhumanist cyberpunk dystopia which we
1: is, are in cyberpunk 2020
0: it's we yeah, are we, we are, are. It's we just don't
1: have the floating fucking hologram we don't signs. have the
0: cool shit yet um and i i think that
1: some of it will come soon there is something cool though what? there is something cool i saw um so we've been watching strange new worlds the uh, star trek show and it's been pretty okay pretty, so far pretty okay so far yeah yeah I mean and solid, solid I would
0: say it's got some solid adventures 3.75 3. 3.9 out of 5 Five right now it's it's tricky. that last episode oh,
1: was pretty pretty Star Trek
0: yeah that was that was getting there
1: I need to see more
0: episodes that's
1: why yeah. I say well well I was gonna go say uh, cool technology that is that that could definitely make us more like cyberpunk that they put in the show it was called an AR wall an augmented reality wall so the actors could see the background it's not blue screen they could see everything cool yeah and they could change it on the fly i think that's fascinating i agree and And they i unfortunately now know what that set looks like because i follow the people who make this shit so every time i see a scene where they're using the ar wall i know exactly where it's at because they use the same like shot for it and that ruined it for me a bit but i also think that's fucking cool so we could have the floating signs we just won't have them in real bumfuck nowhere. They're gonna put it in like a corner on New York City, one corner, and that's it. That's the cyberpunk we yeah, live in. Yeah,
0: we're gonna we're gonna have a limited cyberpunk. We're gonna have like Age of Exceptionalism, like the Great White City. Yeah. American exceptionalism. It's, we're going go
1: to go back to Kings and Queens and shit. No, it's, Our, it's, Anna, uh, it's no, I think
0: we're going to yeah. see, we're going to see the railroad baron era. And then we're going to see the, the men of industry in the, in the gilded age, but cyberpunk, uh, I, I think it's going to be a lot of weird things. And so I, I think it's kind of funny though. Um, there was that beautiful, beautiful meme of the cyberpunk dystopia list, which I'm still can't find. And then there was the uh, <laughs> I hope you've heard of a cyberpunk dystopia, Jack Sparrow, because you're in one the <laughs> meme um, because we keep finding little things that are just horrifying. Uh, it's it's like Tesla's quote, man made horrors beyond your comprehension. Like where that robot that, yeah. that roamed around and all its job was was to alert a human being to a spell that's yeah. it it was just a giant tall robot that would shriek and reek <laughs> and call a human being over to tend to a spill and i was like oh my god we have we have reached wait 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 okay age. i'll go get it Ugh. well and that's that's the thing is a i look at <laughs> i look at the service industry and i go what have you done to us because I looked at the service industry where when I was young, the service industry was seen as this hot thing that was a rising pathway to sales and marketing and all of this other stuff. And nowadays it's like you compete with robots. You're and you're gonna lose. Yeah. You're gonna you're gonna work for them in fact. <laughs>
1: Yeah, you're gonna end up working for the robots. Very, very much Lynx Corporation shipbreakers. It is. It reminds me of that because I can't
0: tell you how many fucking places I've worked where uh, they'll they'll be like, "Here's our wage. Oh, and if you don't, if you if it's not enough to live on, we'll help you fill out um, forms for you know." wick and everything else yeah yeah they they were just like literally in the workplace like we know we pay very low at this place of work
1: yeah that's that was what it was in the break room of every place i've worked and they always had like oh yeah all the low income help yeah yeah
0: Yeah. welfare section eight everything like hey we know you're working really hard by the way uh here's here's all the government programs you need
1: we could pay you more but But. I need to go to the golf course.
0: Well, it's like, well, I mean, our CEO is worth like $80 billion. So yeah. we, need to, we need to maintain that for his emotional well-being. It's
1: it's an artificial number, uh, the, the wealth, if you think about it. It's really kind of just made up. Well, what does wealth buy? That's
0: the question. Yeah. Because at any given day, and I'm not trying to say wealth like, is... It, like, well, it, can,
1: it can buy security, it can buy health, well, it can sure, buy all the things that, if you're lacking it right now, would be great. True, well, like, and, that's what it can and do. Not,
0: and I'm not trying to, like, get into, like, advanced economic theory here or anything. No, but, because, yeah, we're... But, f- because I know that... Well, some people, business well, college of... Fucking people like, yeah, or that are, you know, people go, that's political. But th- what I'm saying is, like, yeah. the relative wealth in your bank account does not reflect the actual wealth of your sum of your investments like you are the things you have around you like you own your land your house your property your animals your books your knowledge the sum of your training all of these things you know are your core value and and money can buy additions to these things and these things can then have value but money is just a component of it so when you look at people who have huge 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 amounts of money lots of that is tied into like stock yeah which has and no it's, value it's, until it's sold yeah it's not real money it's, until it's, a it's perceived sold value when it's sold it's real money because then it has to be transferred into u.s dollars but stock is notional money so it's one of those things where they'll say oh this guy is worth 800 billion dollars and i'm like yeah but two points about that one can he convert that into real cash dollars if he ever had to? Like, Go empty out that
1: ATM. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like,
0: <laughs> could you come up with enough cash on hand to actually do something crazy? Some, pro- some of them probably can. And some of them probably can. Uh, but then the second thing is, because it, in my life, I will tell you, some people The average say, trader probably can't. Well, some people will say that that's poor people thinking and I'll say yes it is because poor people thinking is survival people thinking and I always know shit can go so bad you need to clean out and run so I'm going all right well
1: how good can they do that if they've never had to they don't think like it but look the, your your weekend trips to do backpacking ain't going to teach you anything about surviving in yeah. a dystopian universe I'm exactly sorry. well you got to you got to learn how to navigate not just the jungle but the like urban jungle well that was that was the one thing that
0: i thought was uh, that that's another cool point i want to come back to is is like post-apocalyptics
1: yeah because, because it's, it is yeah. it's like everyone's just like i'll go out in the woods it's like well you can't go out the woods forever well and and here's, here's <laughs> you're gonna have to find some place to stay that won't get you fucking killed well right and the other thing is that
0: People don't know how to plan because okay, you can plan to survive for a couple of days, right? Right. Well, how are you going to plan to survive for a couple of years?
2: Yeah. Do you, do
1: you
0: have a? Do you have a
1: long? Oh, everyone plan? wants to play the. I'll, I'll take a bullet out. It's like uh, I hope your survival instinct is greater than your instinct to stay alive. Yeah, because it's like a lot of people have really weird
0: planning when it comes to the post-apocalypse. Now, I I tend to look at really fun weird things when it comes to the post-apocalypse. I, I like. Mad Max, I like the examination of what things would change, what things would stay the same, how things would mutate. And so you find that like in Mad Max roads and cities are very important still. Yeah. Gasoline is more important than many things as is water, but it is a survival nomadic culture now. And very, very little agrarian anything, and it's it's also a raider culture. And then, but you look at all these little fine details in the world. And I was talking about it um, when we were streaming uh, for WBPL, and a few people thought it was,
1: yeah, a bit of a meme. But WBPL seventy six.
0: WBPL seventy six, where fun ideas are turned into loud ideas. Um, but the the idea of the breakdown of post-apocalyptic society was something we discussed on that stream where we were discussing on or no it was during fallout it was during fallout not on wvpl 76 but it was during fallout we were talking about the idea of building a game where you start off in a vault right yeah and you start off in a vault you have to build your vault so step one is you have to build your vault program so you have to choose a backer right yeah. So let's say you choose a backer. You got to pick somebody. Yeah. So who's building your vault? And so your standard option is like U.S. government, which means you get a random selection of people assigned to your vault. And... Uh, assortment
1: and, of contractors. Yeah. you get.
0: <laughs> so you just get a random selection of whatever because that's what it is. Or you could choose a private vault that has a very specific focus but with more limited resources right so you could have a corporate vault but it's only for like 20 people or you could have a you know private crazy rich guy's vault and it's got really I don't, good stuff. Yeah, uh, that's
1: like some whites shut shit yeah, going exactly. out. I'm like, I don't right. think so. So you can you
0: can choose all sorts of crazy things you want and then it goes <laughs> to the next step. <laughs> yeah. Right? So the next step is the vault population. Your main vault population is going to be associated with whatever groups. So the government group is like random.
1: And also and, what their projected growth rate and how many children will exactly. be allowed to have. Right. And so then you go into the Which vault. Which will be hilarious to enforce. We have well, been trying as a species for well over probably 50, 60,000 years now.
0: Yeah, we don't know how to do anything. So no, what, no. So when, when it comes down to the next step of the game, the next step of the game is you make your preparations, you make your focuses, and you have certain amount of turns to build things and make choices before the bombs fall. And once the bombs fall, you're locked in your vault not everyone that you chose will be there at random. So many people won't make it on the yeah. day the bombs fall. And Traffic, you know. Yeah, whatever. Just things happen. And then the they, got call, they got called into work. And they're then like, you, oh, man, I got go to go And you have work. to play yeah. <laughs> through like four generations in the vault, which are played through like ages. And yeah. you have to try to figure out how to prepare to emerge because there is a finite limit to how long you can stay. And if you prepare very carefully, you can stay down there longer, but... Yeah, but when you're, how, yeah. Long, how long are you going to be down there in years? Yeah, I would say, like, 80 years. Let's do the fallout, like, four generations, 20-year blocks. And yeah, you say so, was,
1: so the, so the newest years. generation that comes out of there will have no concept of exactly. what's going to... Zero. And, and the preparations and shit you did in the vault during those 80 years will shape it.
0: So, like... If you decide to save power by like turning all the lights down, all your people will be like dark dwellers or whatever. After multiple generations, you'll start to see like traits for that. You'll start to see like people becoming really good at it. If you all train with melee weapons and like forge medieval armor and practice in it all day, your guys will become like a warrior culture. So you can do all of these things. And so then you have to emerge. And once you've emerged, this is where the game gets really interesting. When you emerge, you would have to then see how you interact with all the other vaults that went down, who comes up, who survived, who didn't. And then you have to try to forge an empire by interacting with any of the locals who survived and any of the other remnants of humanity. And so one of the things that I think would be funny is, as I discussed on that thing, how do you get people to adopt your superior high-tech culture? It's the Star Trek question. It's that whole idea of... What do you do? Do you do you walk out there with your you know Bible and gun and just be like, "Hello, I offer you the way of the good, or I murder you."
1: Yeah, like there's no real way to approach anybody with something like that. Well, it's I, like I was making the observation with the apocalypse, especially in survival mode. Right. Well, yeah. If you've been living in relative captivity uh, underground for so many years, and then you come out and you're going up against motherfuckers who live outside and survive on. Fucking dirt, yeah, you're toast. It's the not only a- way that they'll that you can beat them is if they come into your house because you, by that point you would know your house so well. You
0: have to scare them or awe them. Yes, that because you have limited numbers. And limited technology, even though it's higher technology, it's limited. So you don't you want to,
1: them to take it either. No, so because they to, will get fucking con, They'll get so this connected is, real this fast. This is where I
0: started talking about stuff where I was trying to, but you know, people in chat were like, "Oh, text just trying to make woman warrior thing or whatever," but which is kind of true because that's a cool idea, like the Dahomey Amazons and stuff like that. Yeah. fascinating study. But um, what I was looking at more was how do you sell the idea to? a more tribal culture that has not had structured society. And I thought, well, look at like the Bene Gesserit in Dune. You have like a sisterhood, a matronly sisterhood that people gravitate toward naturally as a form of order and function. And so you go, Oh, that's interesting. And so I go, well, what about that? Or what about, as you said earlier, feudalism? How do you enforce order? and structure, what do things people
1: naturally gravitate toward? Is it even possible? Is it possible? Because, Because yeah, there's a lot of factors that'll go into, like, people like, oh, yeah, no, you're the king. Yeah, yeah, we believe you. Can we come in? Nobody knows, <laughs> nobody knows what king means, though, because think yeah. about it.
0: It's 80 years removed from culture. So it, a, a part of the game would be trying to decipher what had happened to language. What is the common trade language of the yeah, area? What would is be, the dominant
1: culture of the area? It would be because, very unga Boonga. Well,
0: what, what would what would the dominant culture of the area be? Like, what does this culture become in the aftermath of people who did not, you know, get into these vaults? And so you have this interesting anthropological exchange of a culture that's been in a bucket for 80 years and then a culture that has been constantly changing fighting surviving and exchanging and and that would be a really interesting game
1: yeah because at that point there's no like surviving past like 35 yeah, yeah. Like unless you're like so, doing the unless you're really good at surviving. So that means they're not going to pass a lot of history on. It also means
0: that yeah. it's going to be survival skills are passed on, but not much else. Yeah. And so you look at
1: this really interesting culture because people people are like oh you can you can age out in the will you can do all that. I'm like yeah n- not everybody. Yeah, it's rarer. It, it can't it happen. Gets, the more but, you have to put in a survival mode, the less our lifespan gets. Well, not only that. What if What if the bombs,
0: like, as part of the scenario, what if you find out the bombs didn't hit everywhere? And Yeah, yeah. yeah. So
1: they're, you got, like, a fucking Alberta, Canada, which is just fine. And they're just like, well, we can't keep the Wendy's open anymore. Well, yeah, that sucks. So, so you find that, like, what, well,
0: what if, for example, because you could say the game takes place in, for example, uh, the American Southwest, you know? Yeah, yeah. And you set it out in the desert, and then something happens, and it's like rural Nevada, yeah. And and something happens, and so then you that would be
1: that would actually be pretty ironic considering the, uh, Nevada's where they did a lot of testing. Yeah. It's the only state they didn't bomb.
0: Yeah, <laughs> but imagine if that happened. Yeah, like Nevada was protected for some reason, and you have no idea. And so then you have to figure out what happened. And there's a lot of survivalist communities and everything else that survived, but maybe another country also survived, like Canada. Maybe Europe got untouched and they're going to send the, you know, the UN or the EU in as peacekeepers to try to figure out what's happening or what have you. And so you can have all sorts of bizarre things happening that you have to react to with zero information. Yeah. And so that would be a really interesting sort of survival game because you're trying to keep your people alive, essentially trying. Yeah. And,
1: and and it would just imagine the bombs hit everywhere over here. And not only that, imagine, oh, for some reason, Britain didn't get hit. Well, and man, they come back over here, and they're, they're like, like, "Ah, Colony 2.0 Yeah, what? so like Colony 2.0, like oh, they don't speak English anymore. Oh dear. <laughs> Time.
0: Uh, oh dear, said Boo as he loaded another round into <laughs> this Martini Henry. Yeah,
1: they would they would come over on floating laser sailboats or whatever, yeah, and we're like, over here throwing rocks and stuff. Like, get out here now! Yeah, you know well, i do it. I'll tell you, do it. Yeah, and they're like dear lord they lost the intelligible way to speak my god he's speaking like a frog
0: (laughs) put some canister shot into the locals yeah (laughs) how ghastly yeah no I, i i would love i would love to see a bad guy in the fallout universe that was britain i think that would be fucking hilarious just just to go yeah all the way back and be like Yeah, Great Britain actually did really well. They just reverted to full feudalism and they they actually bounced back like immediately.
1: They're like, God save the monarch. And it's just like, who's the monarch? And they go, that is a question you do not ask.
0: Yeah, they're like, most unseemly. Yes. Most unseemly.
1: There's no pictures of the monarch see that would be interesting that would because it's like like who who are what is the monarch what is it a person or is it a concept or is it like the emperor you know like is what it a giant butterfly who knows yeah yeah I like I like I like little mystery things like that not like J.J. Abrams mystery box bullshit J.J. Like, well, Abrams is like this light this thing is very bright and hard to look at and
0: you're like what is
2: it he, it's like, his it's thing
1: is like oh, that I could at. make anything bigger if I th- just make it bigger and it's like okay man you can totally outdo uh james cameron good luck i don't know man i I think i think cameron is just
0: going like i i can do whatever i want
1: (laughs) because he just
2: he he just
0: goes
1: well this movie isn't good (laughs) he's honest about
0: it yeah he
1: he doesn't i
0: think at that point he's like dude i made all these fucking movies they're pretty great that one wasn't that great
1: and remember terminator 2 the, and then he just yeah. does that look on his face like he's like he just ah. finger guns <laughs> yeah, yeah and just, you're like yeah that was a great fucking movie shit he's yeah. got a good point yeah he's just like i didn't make terminator 2 I so. <laughs> did not either i cannot argue continue sir continue as you were you um, know and the interesting thing about like all the stuff we've been talking about including like just growing up with like nothing to well it's to it's, really like put a, a peg into and people are like well how do you not uh work harder and all this stuff and it's like you know it's not having the insight to work harder and to push yourself and to do things more. It does not come from survival. That is a totally different journey that has to come from you. It's not something you can just give somebody. If they have to come to that realization. if,
0: If I wanted to survive, if I wanted to survive, I would not be creating this. Yeah. And that is, that is a true statement.
1: We said that before. It's like, if we wanted to make this like some weird ultra monetized, like experience that is exclusive, we would probably do very well because we, that's, that's the kind of thing that most people who do this business do. And it's just, it's, we don't agree with it. We it's Well, just, Mike and it's I, it's not fun.
0: Right. That's, that's largely what it comes down to. It's not human. It's, it, it just doesn't seem natural because yeah. one of the things I think that has been true, at least on all this journey is, is I remind people of the poor cast and hard times because from being poor and hard times and fucking miserable, and nothing working in my life is where the Black Pants Legion comes from. It's from moments of darkness, terror, and despair. And yet, this many years later, here it is supporting people and doing good work. And I go, well, shit. You know, misery can be an excellent catalyst. A long road of exploration, challenging what you're capable of, figuring out, failing, making missteps, and learning from them. And people will often find that they're in a position or a place and they will go, I don't know what to do. But I I will say this, Alan Watts was correct. If you do what you like, if you find what you like and you do it just as best you can, everything else will fall into place.
1: Yeah, don't compare yourself. Don't compare yourself too heavily with people. Well, no, because... Just do your thing. Because the only way you're ever going to grow into your own style is if you just do your own style. That's something that, like, I I realized with art in general. It's like everyone that I talked to was always comparing themselves with somebody else, and I get that. You know, it's like, how can we not compare ourselves to someone like Kubrick because we're in the film thing? But I don't because it's like, well, yeah, because he's a different dude. He's totally his. It wasn't even just like he didn't wasn't born like a, a master filmmaker. He fucked up and made so many mistakes to get to where he was. Exactly. I mean, if you watch some of his earlier stuff, you'll just go, "That's a scene I wouldn't have shot."
0: And, and yeah he, and it's, you gotta just yeah.
1: do it and do it and if you're like i don't see an improvement on it it's like you can't really like hold yourself to the same fire as someone well, else's ability
0: it's, it's one of those things where like i tell people that uh, I, I, was, I was talking with somebody who said they'd struggled with a lot of stuff in their life and and i said well like what and they said well they'd never managed to get in shape and i said well why do you want to get in shape that was my question to them like is is this like a personal health thing or are you like challenged or what and they said oh they've just always been overweight they put on a lot of weight when they were young and they just put on a lot of weight and i said well what is your goal and they said well to be healthier and i said well that could be really small to start you know because i yeah. asked what i asked what they had been doing and they said, well, they would like try to go to the gym and just like thrash their ass around and then and then not do well and, and lose interest. And I'd be like, Well, yeah, you start off like really fucking hard. Maybe some healthier eating choices to start. Just a few. Just a yeah. few. And then like maybe talk with the nutritionist, get some input on that and be like, What what are better choices? Not all the great choices all the time. Being
1: just, honest with yourself about yeah. what you're doing right. is like, incredibly why? difficult because exactly. we, we are people who feel and oftentimes trying to describe that feels like a nebulous kind well, of concept. Well, sure. So and
0: it's it's like as someone who used to drink his feelings, I, I certainly understand someone who eats theirs, but Yeah. The, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, like it's I get it's, it. I yeah. I get it. it but it's it's like I, I said like if if you looked at it from this perspective, if you did a push up a day, just one yeah and then and then like after a month you moved on to like two and then after like another month you moved on to like three just you know yeah once a day and i had, to, like, do, I had know, to do I mean, my 26 for the
1: military yeah and i mean it, it's that's just, a lot for me that was a lot well, yeah, even the, even yeah. the, i'm a thin dude yeah 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 i mean you're 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 a skinny guy and yeah. so so it was like yeah and i'm also six foot tall so it's like trying to fucking push that body up with those thin arms and it took it was the hardest part of the whole thing yeah i could do the climbing i could do i'm not afraid of heights not a lot of people have chest strength yeah i i had to, i was able to pull myself up but if you asked me to do like 26 push-ups oh i was done dude I used, I couldn't do them. I used to be pretty good at them. I got um, I got to twenty seven. I every time I had to qualify, always got to just one over, and that was it. I used to be really good at them, and
0: then my shoulder is fucked. It, it any I put any weight on it, it just
1: you do. To it, you walk around like somebody who carried a lot of weight, so it makes sense.
0: Yeah. I'm just looking at these wonderful vistas.
1: yeah, we just been we've, we just we've, been sitting here like musing over these like my like
0: wonder wonderful little vistas on the on the weight screen. Um, but no, it's it's when it comes down to like being poor i I realize that it's given me uh, the the relative difficulties of my life from mental health to physical health to the challenges of opportunities. I mean shit. Um, I you know, a, a lot of people will say, go get a better education. And I'm like, all right. Go get a better education. Go ahead and get a better education when you have, like, not a lot of money.
1: And and then go try to keep a job while you get a better education. Go find – But ask yourself why. Yeah. Why are you getting a better education? If you're saying to yourself, I'm getting a better education because then that will help me get to blah. That's great. Ask yourself, do you want to go to blah? Exactly. Because nobody asks these questions. They just say, that's just the path in life that you have to, they, it's like they're reading from a script of like, you need to go to school and well, get they, this, it's they, like, they, okay, it's, it's go like to school chart. for what? It's like a flow
0: chart. You know what yeah. I mean? Because like my, and, and that's what I'm getting at in, in terms of frustration was when I got out of high school, well, I didn't even get out of high school. I dropped out of high school. I almost but, I I no, I, I got, got the well, it's home school so I do GED. I got tired of moving around. I got GED. But yeah. it's it's like I you know, you do three high schools in three years and you're like, yeah, you know what? This constant moving around, starting over is getting a bit overwhelming. I'm just rather go work. And so um Yeah. Oh God! It was three high schools in two years. Actually, it was not thinking back, but yeah, it was. That's it was the, yeah, that sounds yeah. like a lot of dudes I knew. It, it, it was just like, yeah, go get a GED, go join the yeah. workforce. But from it, it was expected to go to college, so I went to college and I got a degree. I even got a side accreditation in AutoCAD. I, I was an Autodesk certified guy for a bit. And I got into a lot of other things, but I followed every flowchart of success that had been promised or suggested was a pathway to, like, financial independence and goodness. And I will tell you, uh, after the 50th time of finding, yet again, someone pulling up the ladder... <laughs> Or you're like, hey, uh, I'm here and graduated with this and I've been doing all this stuff. They're like, sorry, we stopped hiring six months ago and we will never be hiring again because we're all collapsing as an industry. All the ladders are being pulled up. These positions are now permanent. Goodbye. And you're like, oh, well, that's wonderful timing. Thank yeah. you, thank you, previous generation, for being so thoughtful of the future.
1: Yes, well, and that was the other thing, too. I I never realized like how much opportunity everyone who was telling me this had and we said this on the podcast and it's like i get that like because we don't trust me if we had the ability to have a mass amount of wealth we would have it oh god like if we if 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 we we could tap into a dynasty that we didn't realize we had yeah yeah, we would if
0: if somebody came along if somebody came along and was
1: like like we're caring but we're not like we're not stupid like we 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 know money is what keeps a lot of things going exactly it's just that people who don't realize like the ones that say don't obsess over the whatever and it's like you've never had to eat fucking nothing motherfucker you never yeah, had to just you've never had an air sandwich like, yeah <laughs> like you've, you've never had to you never like, had to imagine what the taste of food was before you put it in your mouth yeah
0: yeah it's yeah. just
1: that's that's what i'm saying it's like you've never lived for months off michelinas oh god i i don't yeah you wonder why i like so many pepper man. man three
0: dollars a day will feed you yes terribly
1: yes but it's like you can do so much with so little, but it also depends on where you're at. Because I a lot of people who are like telling me I don't have oh, work or oh, I don't yeah. have this, they're like in the probably the biggest, most expensive parts of the country. And I'm like... Well, yeah, it's hard to get by. Yeah, it's no cost. wonder you guys are having a rough time. Yeah, it's hard.
0: And I've lived in places where, you know, the cost of living is exorbitantly magnified over any reasonable cost because of its location. And so... The problem is is if you live in these places long enough, they will encourage you to start thinking that this is the cost of living and this is normally what my life is. And so you'll find your life limited to sustaining in a place that may perhaps be, for your industry and lifestyle choices, non-sustainable. And so you can find yourself just trapped. I've, I've met a lot of people who to stay in an area will downsize. They'll downsize their house to an apartment and then to a smaller apartment. They'll get rid of their car just to stay in an area for a job they don't really like.
1: Yeah, and that's actually kind of the trap of the East and West Coast. It's uh, it's pretty bad, especially right now. But Well,
0: any big city, I think, has that gravity toward it where a lot of industry and what have you has centers of employment there. Yeah. Uh, but the, the large-scale problem of it is that those centers of employment then make the cost of living of the surrounding area insanely expensive. So nobody can work there to live live within a decent range of it. Well, sure. And so it's, it's always a a shit box of a situation. And so I, I think large cities are where that just happens. And it's largely because, uh, if you had good transit, that wouldn't be necessary
1: and it's and it's even worse for people who live out in rural areas. Oh God, yeah. Because it's mean, like they have like five jobs that might open up in their area if they're lucky. For some places, and it's like most of them are in strip malls or places where they don't even want to go work because it's like way too dangerous. It's like right off the freeway, you know. I, and it's I like because those places are fucking dangerous. Oh, I night. agree. It's it's they're like, always hiring third I, shift.
0: I worked security for a long time, and I I will tell you, like nothing like being put out on point in a really rough neighborhood where people shoot at anybody and you're trying to defend employees who are putting their lives at risk to afford like medicine for their children.
1: Yeah. And, they're, and they're making like, barely enough to survive. Yeah. They're, they they can not even afford to shop in the places they work at. And so it's like, yeah, I worked in one of those before. That was terrible. I didn't stop me from eating anything, though.
0: (laughs) Well, dude, if the food is out, you're going to eat it. I know. They
1: made it a policy with the employees that uh, they want you to make sure you try everything in the store. I think that was just kind of like a nice thing the manager was doing. He's like, yeah, we want you to be an expert on everything, so please try anything you want. And I thought that was just a a really nice way of feeding people without saying, yes, I'll just let them eat whatever the fuck they want. (laughs) That's fucking hilarious. I was like, no, but he knew his employees weren't making a lot of money, so I'm fairly certain I was just... I, no, that is that is a nice way. I mean, I, yeah. I
0: expect butchers and bakers to do the same thing. Yeah, yeah.
1: Because otherwise,
0: food waste. I mean, a lot of these people I did just that throw in sea, out, uh, seafood, man. Lots of sushi there. Well, a lot, of, a lot of places will throw out oceans of food. I mean, I remember working in places that had food in them that would throw food out, but told their employees they can't have it. Like, you got to buy your food. Yeah. And it's like, but they would throw their food out. So imagine like being a hungry
1: employee and having to throw away it's, food that you know is fresh. Well, it's because the people who uh, made that rule only see numbers on paper. Oh, they yeah, don't they see don't the, the see actual people. They don't see people or what's being thrown out. That is product. That product and in, in, in their head, it's like in order to win the game, I have to think less about what a person is and more about what a product is. And it's like that mindset is so like, you understand that mindset is so alien to the rest of us. It's bizarre. I mean, it's, it's one of those things where no matter how fucked up I got
0: and no matter how beat up by life I got, I never adopted a mindset of just trying to take and, and, and some people just have that in them. Like they just have a very predatory mindset, even over very little things. Yeah. Very small things. I've seen people get nasty over fifty dollars. And I and, and I yeah. just go like Ooh. I'm from Cleveland, Ooh. I've seen it too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where, where you're just like, it, <laughs> Yeah. but to the point where people start threatening each other. And I'm like, you're threatening each other over fifty oh, yeah. dollars. I've like, seen
1: some I've seen some ridiculous conversations over money. It, it's right. It's stupid. And, and,
0: and you just go like, My God. And it makes you realize
1: how hard triggered people are for survival that when because i'll work that, hard for every dollar i fucking make but sure. i won't fucking lose a tear if someone wants to fight and die over 50 dollars. i'll be like no, you know what yeah, that's your 50 it's, man it's not worth it like, yeah hey if you want my pants you can have them too i'd rather I'm yeah like i yeah this. Not, exactly nah. i didn't work my ass off just to die for this <laughs> exactly like I, I i i work my ass
0: off to work my ass off yeah America.
1: America. <laughs> yeah, that is, won't starve. That's, well, <laughs> yes, not you entirely. Will. Yes, yes, you will. Depends on where you're at. Have you ever heard of a food desert before? Have you ever heard of the High Elf District? Oh, of course not. But yeah. Uh,
0: I think that about wraps it up, about man. About an hour and ten. Yeah, that about wraps it up. I mean, I just want you guys to know that as a counterpoint to the podcast, no matter how hard life beats you the fuck down, just laugh at shit. Yeah. If you can't laugh at shit, you know, life is pretty fucking tragic. And you're only limited largely by, well, if I'm honest, that which doesn't kill you. Yeah. I mean, a lot of of people I've found are interested in their limitations. and, And they go, this is where my life begins and ends. And I go,
1: nah, I don't think so.
0: Yeah. I think you're made of crazier shit than that.
1: I think you're made of better shit than that.
0: I say crazier because that is what survives. Anyways, Wendy Carlos, she's about to get to the march. Let's let her take us out. Thanks, everybody. Remember, you can downvote a podcast, but eh, why would you? We're
2: fun.